Big Ten fans, welcome back to another edition of the Big Ten Running Minutes. I'm your host, Mike Chen. Follow me on Twitter at Mike F. Chen. Follow the show site as well at Big Ten MM. It is Tuesday, April 14th, 2020, and quiet day in the Big Ten yesterday, but there was still some news coming up as we'll get started off with a little bit of player movement as Indiana defensive end Madison Norris has entered the transfer portal. The redshirt sophomore really didn't play much during his career at Indiana. So this move actually makes a ton of sense for Norris. If Norris actually wants to play, he will move on and most likely move on to a smaller school. So not a huge loss here for Tom Allen and the Hoosiers because Norris really wasn't a big-time player for the Hoosiers. So it is a loss for depth. It's not a loss necessarily for production because you know, Norris really didn't do much, nor did he really get a chance to play. I believe only one game that he made an appearance in this past season. So really the Hoosiers aren't losing too much aside from, like I said, depth. Michigan State is getting an in-state defender in Kobe Myers as a preferred walk-on to their 2020 class. 6'1", 190 pounds, and usually... If you listen to the podcast, I don't really go over many of the preferred walk-ons, but I'm going to go over Myers because Myers is a little bit different. Myers, at the beginning of his recruitment, he had multiple solid offers. Now, I mean, not, I'm still talking about a walk-on. Remember that. However, he had offers from Iowa and Cincinnati. I'm not quite sure. I, I, you have to believe at this point in time that those offers were not committable offers, and that's why Myers is going the walk-on preferred walk-on route. They were probably verbal offers contingent on camp and then visits, et cetera, et cetera, which you see all the time now. And either way, when you're getting interest from Big Ten schools and, you know, since he – they're not bad. I think that they're they're one of the better G5 schools out there, especially when you look at you know head coach Luke Fickle bantering around potentially being Michigan State's head coach as well. Uh, I think that this is a solid get for Mel Tucker. I really do. And yeah, Myers isn't a guy that is probably worth a scholarship, but. He's definitely worth a roster spot, that's for sure, and he could earn a scholarship down the line. Myers ultimately will either play linebacker or safety. Kind of depends on how the body develops when he gets to East Lansing, but still a very solid addition for the Spartans. An interesting move coming out of Lincoln. I really think this is awesome. And Nebraska is joining Georgia and Notre Dame as schools that are going to offer virtual spring games. Now, Nebraska is going to do it a little bit differently. Clearly, with the stay-at-home orders, spring games have all been canceled. However, what you're seeing Nebraska and Athletic Director Bill Moose push towards doing is getting a video game simulation with classic Nebraska players on their roster. Uh, Scott Frost, you're going to see Indomitian Sue, guys like that. That's Awesome. That's really neat. I think this is really cool what Nebraska is doing. They're going to have a live radio co- radio broadcast uh, through IMG Sports, which is their broadcast network. I love it. I think it's a great idea. I think it's very interesting. 
I think this appeals to the kids, too. Uh, I think that going forward, I'm not sure if other teams had planned to do any of this and if they can scramble to get this done by the time their spring games were supposed to happen. But I can definitely see a couple other schools jumping on the bandwagon and doing something like this because the idea is absolutely interesting. I think it's different. I think it's smart. I think it's still getting fans involved as well, even though they can't go to campuses, they can't be in stadiums. Because when you look at it, Nebraska has 100,000 people in there in Memorial Stadium are available to get in there. And he, uh, or I'm sorry, the fans, really, they, they want something like this. They miss football. Everyone misses football. Everyone misses sports right now. And to get a virtual simulation, yeah, it's virtual. But to also get the radio broadcast team on there, and then you're going to see some classic players, damn cool idea. Well done, Bill Moose. It's very, very solid, solid, solid move by Nebraska. Getting into a couple mock drafts today because the NFL draft is a little less than 10 days away. You're looking at Thursday. Next Thursday is the first round of the NFL draft. It'll be a virtual draft. It'll be different. Everyone's wondering how it's going to be. Most of the GM's executive VPs will be selecting from rooms that have been set up. And they'll still be on the screen. It'll be interesting, though. It's Clearly, it's unprecedented. And we're going to get into it. And the reason why I'm kind of giving you some of this unprecedented stuff is because the NFL Combine happened. And that was really the last NFL type of thing that happened. There were a few days, a few pro days that went on. But the majority of prospects really didn't get an opportunity to have pro days at their schools. But a prime example, Chase Young, the projected number two overall pick by pretty much everybody going to Washington. He didn't work out at the NFL Combine. He had an opportunity to you know, sit there and you know, just kind of chat with all of the pro teams. Got a chance to get in front, did interviews, went through that process, uh, did all of everything but on-field workouts. His plan was to do some workouts at Ohio State's Pro Day. Well, Pro Day never happened. And so, yeah, everybody knows what Chase Young could do, but I, I think that teams would have liked to see him get on the field and, you know, run around and get up and close and personal and see how Young moves, et cetera, et cetera. So that's not just Chase Young. That's everybody across the country. That was just my example of it. And what you're seeing is, in these mock drafts, you're seeing a lot of different picks because some teams have narrowed in on certain players, certain prospects, and seen a lot of film. Some teams are going to have no idea who the hell they're picking. And I think it's just a weird, it's a weird draft. You're going to see a lot of different reaches. You're going to see players that you're like, wait, who is that? Because, yeah, it's hard to know everybody that plays in college football. And especially when, when you're going off, you know, when you go off at smaller conferences and, you know, teams that don't get the, the national spotlight that some of them do, the, the better teams do. 
It'll be different. But getting into it, Mel Kuyper, ESPN, released his two-round mock this morning. Start off with Chase Young going number two to Washington. Okuda, Jeff Okuda going number three to Detroit. You got Tristan Wirfs at eight to Arizona. Zach Bond at 23 to New England. Miami is taking Antoine Winfield Jr., 26, 27 right after them. Cesar Ruiz by Seattle at 29. Tennessee would select Itor Gross Matos. Moving on to the second round of Kuiper's mock, you have the Chargers at 37 selecting J.K. Dobbins. At 40, the Texans would select A.J. Epinesa, probably the best move they've made all offseason. <laughs> Texans have had a rough offseason. Uh, at 45, Tampa Bay would select Jonathan Taylor. At 46, Denver takes Damon Arnett. And then at 50, the Bears would take K.J. Hamler. So, again, remember those names real quick. And then we're going to do Ryan Wilson from CBS Sports. He's got Chase Young at number two, Jeff Okuda at number three. I think those are pretty solid. As long as neither of those teams make a trade, you're probably going to see Young end up at Washington and Okuda end up in Detroit. Okuda still could end up in Detroit if the Lions move back down, but a lot of these mocks really don't have that movement, so it is what it is. Jacksonville at 9 would take Tristan Wirf, so a spot below. Etor Gross Matos goes 25 to the Vikings. At 27, Zach Bond goes to Seattle at 32. Cesar Ruiz would go to Kansas City. Here's where everything gets interesting. Jonathan Taylor gets selected significantly higher in this mock, in Wilson's mock, at 37, going to the Chargers. Clearly, it looks like all of the experts think that the Chargers are looking for a running back because Kuyper has Dobbins going 37 and Taylor going 37 in Wilson's. A.J. Epinesa would be selected 38 by Carolina. It, he is if he if he drops to the second round, steal absolute steal. Josh Uche, Michigan's linebacker, would be selected 47th by Atlanta. 53 Philadelphia. Antoine Winfield Jr. Dobbins finally goes off the board at 55 to Baltimore, and K.J. Hamler at 57 to the Rams. So. Like I said, you're seeing a, a bunch of names where it's like, well, you, you have your Epinesa, you have your Taylor, you have your Hamler, but then you're, you're seeing an Uche. You're seeing Winfield go significantly lower in Ryan Wilson's than in Mel Kuyper's. Like I said, this draft is going to be weird. It's going to be all over the place, but it's going to be interesting as hell. And I'm very much looking forward to it. And I think that there's going to be a whole lot of good stuff going on and it's just going to be a very interesting draft I, I hope that a bunch of big 10 players get selected early on they don't have to wait around because it's just a weird draft it's just really really weird all right that's going to do it for me this morning on your big 10 morning minutes i appreciate the listen once again give me a follow on twitter at mike f chen follow the show site as well at big 10 mm rate us review us and share us on all of your listening platforms have a great Tuesday, Big Ten fans. I will talk to you tomorrow morning.